smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the Unprecedented Podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. It is Monday, January 4th. John Aravosis here with Cliff Schechter. Happy New Year and all that. Even though it's a holiday, I don't believe. And all that. <laughs> I mean... I guess as I'm getting older, I'm appreciating it a little bit more, especially after the last year. But it always felt like a fake holiday versus Christmas that I like. I agree. Christmas has a certain you know pageantry to it. I mean, it, it doesn't matter what the original reason was for Christmas, at least to a lot of us who aren't of the faithful. Um, it's just become kind of this this you know I don't know this holiday where you where you give gifts to people you care about. You try to do nice Family. things. For people. As you said, pageantry is a good way to put it, actually, because I like the lights. I like the lights on the tree. All that stuff makes me happy. I still feel I always still feel like Thanksgiving is a bit of a fake holiday, too, especially considering I'm not convinced any of that really happened. And like, (laughs) you know, but that's another one. I I like the message of it, but it morphed into something else. That's what I mean. It's not none of us think it's about, hey, we love those Indians. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, okay, I'll put it this way. What I don't like. What I don't like most about it is like hmm. it's it's only a month away from the other one. So oh, it's sort of, that's it, like having a birthday in December kind of thing. But I mean, right, which is me too. By Hello. The way. Me, me, by, by the way, me too. My birthday is Thanksgiving almost always. So I right. never get a birthday gift. <laughs> right. And, 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 and I don't even actually mind the, the birthday part there. It's just I feel like if it, because to me, if you're going to have the excuse to get together with family, of course, during non-pandemic times. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice if it were like, you know, at worst in, or, you know, at least like three or four months away, you know, actually, like November and then December. Right. And then let's not see anybody for 11 months. Well, for those of us who, who travel too, because I was flying back with my dog, which added another $250 to the plane ticket. And I eventually just started staying Thanksgiving to New Year's because I work for myself. I can. And then I was able to see mom and we don't drive each other crazy. So it worked. But at the same time, most people can't do. I, I initially I was picking which ho- I was picking like well I'll come for Christmas but not Thanksgiving because you know I'm paying five hundred bucks three weeks apart to fly. It was crazy. Yeah. You know? it, no, it just anyway. It's funny. Anyway, so today's topics are not going to be about that. We're going to start with uh, the Trump audio recording trying to extort the Georgia Secretary of State to cheat on the election. Uh, the next topic up, which is kind of related, is uh, ten former living secretaries of defense have written a letter basically saying the military shouldn't get involved in a coup. We're going to talk about we why need to be matters. reminded of that. It seems like well, why that matters. Um, and then third topic, why don't you tell people what the third topic is? Cause you understand it better than I do. Uh, there's and, been a war yeah. on, on the left of the left um, with, with um, loudmouth toxic lunatic, Jimmy Dore. As you can tell I have lots of respect for him who I hear is a comedian, but I, I don't really ever have seen him do anything that makes anybody laugh. Um, he, doesn't really understand politics. He's a loudmouth. He's a conspiracy theorist. And so he decided to go after the members of the squad with his brilliant political plan of withholding a vote for Nancy Pelosi uh, for speaker um, if in, unless she agreed right away to put Medicare for all up for the first vote. The genius plan of his course, he doesn't know how to count and he doesn't understand how the voting works, um, that you can't just vote, have a lot of people vote present. If they do, it still counts as uh, it still counts towards you know when they figure out the, the percent of the vote, what the majority is, it, you're still there. So if all these people didn't do that, um, did what he wanted, you'd end up with McCarthy as speaker. Which of course he claimed. So okay. basically, summary. Well, well, there's a war between him and Jank Uger. Yeah. A lot of people know he's in the Young Turks, whatever. My whole point with it, and we'll get back to it later, is yep. is what I've always said about leftist revolutionaries, which are just like right wing revolutionaries. Which is somebody else comes out the next week who always will be more pure than you and claim you're not pure enough, yep. and and be a bigger demagogue than you can be, and What's you're life, you end up, life you end up going to the What's the life of Brian French revolution? No, no, you give the life of Brian Monty Python example. Oh, <laughs> of course, yeah. The, 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 the People's Front of Judea versus the Judean People's Front. I mean, <laughs> were the funniest things that they did of all time. And we, the only thing we hate worse than the Romans is the Judean People's Front, those bastards. And I mean, and that's what happens. You lose sight of who your real enemy is. And I guess I'll just sum it up by saying you see this again and again in history. And these are the things that make me scream that, that often intelligent people don't seem to see, which is once you leave the realm of facts and reason, and it's all based on emotion and anger and, you know, populism, essentially, 
then you know, one week uh, Robespierre is the worst guy in town. Then the next week he's, he's getting his head chopped off because he's not radical enough. Yeah, uh, we've we've watched that happen with the right for forty to fifty years now, and now we're at a point which right. is the perfect segue back. Yeah. We're at a point where we've got thirteen U.S. senators who are committing sedition. Oh, is it well, thirteen now? It was eleven. I, I think it's thirteen. I think it's thirteen. I, I may have it wrong. Maybe it's eleven. But the point is, is that you have a, about a quarter of the Republican caucus in the Senate is committing sedition. So is yeah. about about uh, what sixty seven percent in oh, the man. House. Yeah, it was about 140 House members last time I checked. Uh, Republicans, right? Yeah. So I mean, that's that's probably this. Whether there are like there's about 210 of them or whatever. Do the math. It's about two thirds or so, you know. And um, and you know, there's no there's no end in sight to this. I mean, yeah. some good things have happened. I guess we'll talk about that now. I'll kick it over to you, John, and that yeah. some people are starting to speak out and whatever. But I mean, we ended up here because a lot of people along the way said, "Well, that 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 motherfucker." Pardon my French, but. You know, I always say that is crazy, but there are motherfuckers. They're on our side, so it's okay that they're nuts. And then, which who who what? Just anything on the right, like the Tea Party in 2010. You know, a lot of the regular Republicans are like, "Well, these oh are oh nuts. right," but right. but hey, there are nuts, and they're going to win. And then right. suddenly, a year or two later, they're calling for your scalp because you're not pure right. enough. You know, right. that's what I'm talking about. Actually, it's kind of funny because that is also a reason why when the Tea Party was getting really hot 10 years ago, I kept warning people on our side were cheering, going, yeah, they're going crazy. They'll destroy the Republicans. And I kept saying, someday the Republicans are going to win again, whether it's the Congress, Correct. whether it's the presidency. And we don't need them run by lunatic. I mean, even more lunatics than they are today. And this is what we're seeing with Trump. So well, the they, Tea Party yeah. members actually, you know, are, are some of the main Tea Party members. There's is there's different factions or whatever, or some of the ones that right. signed a letter saying that, that they're not going to hold up the vote, you know, uh, or not going to to discount, you know, do any of this yeah. bullshit where they try to discount states. So I guess that my point, well, let's tell the Tea Party the was crazy is. as shit yeah. 10 years ago, and now the Tea Party are the moderates. Let's That's where we are. Even though I'm sure everyone knows, but you never know what the story oh, is. You, I've spoken enough. You know, as you will. why don't you go with uh, a good, good round? Well, it's, well, I mean, just well, and I'll try to make it fast because I'm assuming all of you know the story. But basically, on Saturday, so just two days ago, Donald Trump finally got through to uh, the Republican Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. I always have to write that down. Uh, he's been he tried 18 times. Trump did to get Raffensperger on the phone and Raffensperger refused because he didn't know what was coming. He was like Finally, ghosting him, wasn't he, for a he while? Was, he like, was I, I 18 keep... calls, Cliff. He wouldn't answer. He wouldn't pick up the phone. <laughs> so hilarious. Imagine the president of the United States is calling you 18 times. Um, so Raffensperger finally agreed to talk to Trump on Saturday. Um, we now know in retrospect what happened. Raffensperger, the, mind you, Georgia Republican Secretary of State, recorded the call because he had a feeling Trump was going to try to try to pressure him into stealing the election. Um, he had a horrible call with Lindsey Graham earlier that he didn't record in which, according to Raffensperger's own staff, Lindy, Lindsey Graham tried to force them to steal votes. <laughs> I mean, to throw away legal I votes. Wish I wish he had recorded that too, because Lindsey yeah. Graham would go to fucking prison yeah. for that. His staffer even said, I believe, I believe the quote from Raffensperger's staff was, Lindsey Graham tried to make us illegally throw away legitimate votes. He even used the word illegally. So what I'm hoping is, is that maybe a few of these people that, that are trying to save their own asses throw Lindsey under the bus and he ends up going to prison. One would hope. But um, so okay. anyway, so... So Trump and the, and the Georgia Republican Secretary of State talk. Uh, Georgia's electoral votes have already been certified. The election's been certified. So it's done, right? I mean, the Secretary of State's job is done. Trump goes back to him this weekend and tries to convince him uh, to do a do-over. And he kept telling him on the call, well, can't you just recalculate? It was weird. Somebody compared it to going back to a teacher and saying, I know I failed, but I know, maybe, exactly. maybe you can recalculate. Yeah. Yeah. Count again. But not only count again, but Trump says, all I need is 11,000. And maybe he said 800. I think it was votes because he said, you know, Biden got 11,799. I'm I'm close. I'm close to the exact number that I'm giving you. I just need one more. That's all you need to find. So he basically is telling the guy to cheat and steal Trump. I listened to the entire hour long call, by the way. Uh, the Washington Post has a nice excerpt up of four minutes. If I you can I just retweeted Jake Tapper just sent it out. If you, if you can find the, the hour long one. Yeah. Yeah. The full. So you can listen to the full one. It's not, I mean, it's, it's, it's listenable. It's Trump, of course, but what you have is 
and I interesting because what uh, NBC ended up analyzing, all of Trump's claims come from basically like the dark internet. It's from QAnon and a number of the other uh, 8chan or 8coon or whatever the fuck the other thing is called, 4coon. Um, it's from a number of these dark, crazy conspiracy, including QAnon people, created all of the data that Trump is claiming. When he's saying 5,000 dead people voted and the Georgia, right. it was it, great. So the, the 8coon one, which I had a little bit of a lesson on, from, so I don't know <laughs> a huge amount, but that's where a lot of the QAnon stuff sprang from okay there you go that's where that's yeah. where sort of it a yeah. lot of the garbage started from yeah. and then of course the russians helped it along and yeah. other various bad actors but okay. I mean, what was really scary was the msnb the nbc guy who's who, who i really don't like but he follows uh the the extremism and he does a good job of it i just think he's not a great journalist but but whatever he does a good job of this and he was saying that all of Trump's data he's using in Georgia, because Trump went on for an hour, but all the different examples, oh, the ballots, and they destroyed ballots, and they changed the machines, and they're taking parts out of the Dominion machines. All of that comes from the conspiracy theory people online, literally all of it. None of it was like legitimate investigations where people raise questions. Um, so anyway, so so Trump is, uh, and also the whole conversation is going on. I'll give you the one example, and then we'll kind of branch off from this. Trump keeps saying, you know, 5,000 people, 5,000 dead people voted. You know, they did studies with obituaries. What they did was they went through the paper and looked through obituaries to see if they could find any similar names to people who voted. And they found 5,000 dead people who have similar names to people who voted. So they're claiming maybe, horrible about this is that this is what some Republican secretaries of state. Yeah. Because I can say here in Ohio, this has happened, have done purge people from the voter rolls is they find similar names and they they find the pretext of kicking you off the yeah. voter rolls. And then you have to go and prove, you know, yep. affirmatively. Yep. It's fucking. Yep. Ugh, yep. Mad. So so that's what they did. The Georgia secretary of state refined because it, most of it, the Georgian Republicans kind of being quiet. He then jumps in and goes, well, actually, we investigated that and there were only two dead people who voted. Right. Trump was 35,000. I mean, it was every step of the way that either he or his lawyer, the lawyer of the Republican secretary of state would jump in and go, actually, that didn't happen. We investigated that. So you're trying to say they didn't remove any Dominion machines? No, no Dominion machines have been removed from Fulton County. <laughs> but but they but they took out some equipment from the Dominion machines. No, we checked that. No equipment has been removed from Dominion machines. Well, I mean, you know, I don't – oh, Cliff, I mean – actually, no, first of all, I well, don't I understand say, why I mean, you want to certify a false election. The last point, I don't know why you want to certify a false election. That's a crime, you know. You committed a crime. That's a crime. You let a crime happen, as we kept throwing. That's going to be big trouble for you and your lawyer. Right. He kept saying all that kind of stuff, and Ooh. he kept you know, talking about – but there was a lot of the – you know, of the, you know, a lot of people are saying, or you, you hear what all these people yeah. are saying. I mean, you know that it couldn't be an honest election. Like yeah. you hear these people, I mean, they've got evidence. Oh, and it's coming. I mean, like yeah. I could do this, this man's it's used car salesman shtick. And yeah. I guess what just, I tweeted this out at the time. And, mm -hmm. you know, when I listened to him, just like again and again, when you listen to this, it just, the fact that so many of these right wingers can legitimately a be taken in by it ones that believe him which means they're just like they're not evolved enough to be considered humans um and then there's the whole other group of ones who like sit there by this pathetic sad like you know lazy incompetent childish i mean go on and on with all the awful things it's not like they even decide like we're gonna back you know marco rubio who's terrible enough or something but that they right. all would do all of this to back this person who literally may be one of the worst if not the worst person in the united states in everything yeah. i mean if anybody can think of a talent that this man has and so it's like i mean because the whole conversation is just it's stupid it's you know it, it, he has no facts for anything like it's a joke yep and some of these people have just jumped right in there with it it's incredible and now a word from our sponsor just for our listeners, the Clean Phone, the top brand in UV sanitizing, is now offering their top-rated, top-selling, best-reviewed wand product at 50% Love, love the way it's written. At 50% off and free two-day shipping. The Clean Phone Wand is a handheld UV sanitizer that helps you eliminate 99.9% .9 of bacteria and kill viruses in seconds on virtually any surface. It uses the same proven sanitizing technology employed by hospitals. Use it on packages, groceries, keyboards, tablets, and even money. Take it with you everywhere. 
at 50% off and free two-day shipping for a limited time. It's the perfect gift for anyone who needs it. It's super portable. I love how they say that. They really shouldn't say anyone who needs it. It's the perfect gift for everyone. <laughs> like when you say anyone who needs it, then everybody goes, I don't need it, right? Doesn't matter who you Am are. Yeah. Perfect for everyone. It's super portable. And with days of battery life, you can take it anywhere and make sure your environment is clean and safe. COVID cases are on the rise. Get the clean phone wand at 50% off now, and they'll take 60% off a second wand. A great gift for friends and family. Go to the newdealshop.com. That's the newdealshop.com. And now back to our show. Um, now, one thing that I found very, because I was, I wrote a few pieces about it this weekend. One thing I found very interesting about the call was it happened on Saturday, which means this wasn't something from a month or two ago. What, and you got to dig a little deeper here. When you listen to the call or just read the articles, because it'll summarize the call. What happened on Saturday was Trump literally tried to coerce the Georgia Secretary of State to change the election results so that Trump had a better chance of winning. Now, Trump, uh, it's not enough. It's 16 electoral votes. Trump was 38 votes, uh, electoral votes short of the 270 needed. He was at two, he is legally at 232. Georgia would give him 16. That still makes him, I think it was 22 electoral votes short, right? So the first big point to take from this is this is not, okay, three big points. One, Trump is actually still trying to win the election. I kept thinking, and Cliff, I know we must have said this on the show. I kept yeah. thinking Trump was trying to save face. Trump is certainly trying to grift, right? He's, he raised $200 million. He wants to raise more money. I There's never thought- of, I think they've raised like $500 million at this point. They may have by now. I never thought that, I always thought that at this point, Trump knows he lost. And they keep saying on TV, his people say he knows he lost, but he's got to save face and he wants to make money. I never thought that as of two days ago, Trump was literally breaking the law, still trying to win. What scares me about that is that 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 opens up the question of then what else has Trump done? Because most people have not leaked their phone calls. <laughs> well, well, right, well, because Georgia isn't enough. So Trump is absolutely trying to win where he's committing felonies trying to win as of two days ago. Two, Georgia's electoral votes aren't enough. So what is the rest of Trump's plan for winning because Georgia isn't enough? That scares the hell out of me. Yeah, which kind of is a segue to the next point that I don't want to get into too much yet, but tell people about the letter this weekend. And, or maybe we do talk about it and we mix the two a little. Well, I think we – well, and let's give the overall context, right? So, I mean, let's start with – you brought up what he's doing doing um, with the secretaries of state. Look, we know that he obviously went and did every baseless um, lawsuit he put out there uh, that he could. And literally besides one that, that had no material <laughs> effect on the election, lost like 60 of them. Right. Okay. Um, what's important in that is that – Let's ask this question. Does anybody think that either he or his staff did not try to call some of those judges? Oh, yeah. Oh, really that, there's, really a good, there's a good point I hadn't thought of. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, which, of course, is illegal. Um, I'd be willing to bet my life on the fact yeah. that, there, that there were people who did outreach to judges. That's one. That's so, so, and none of that worked for him. So, two, he, he goes to his little plaything in Congress and gets them to commit the acts of sedition they are, and two-thirds of the members or whatever, more, you know, of the, of the House and a quarter of their Senate caucus, at least at this point in time, has agreed to do this. Um, and you know, what conversations and calls has he had with them? Who has he threatened? Who has he pressured? You know, because probably some of them he called to try to pressure who said no. If he's been on the phone all this time, you know, that's all he's been doing when he's not golfing is calling and pressuring people to try to get them to do this. And he's not going to have enough of them. But, you know, he tried to get enough of them to do it. Right. That's the second thing. Third um, is uh, we got judges. We got Congress. Mm -hmm. Third is the secretaries of state, as John just brought up. Well, we know what he's now done with, uh, you know, the secretary of state in Georgia. We also know he's done the same thing and threatened the governor there, Brian Kemp. Um, well, then what about, you know, I mean, I guess most of these other states have, have uh, democratic uh, governors. The, the, key states that, the key swing states that we'd be talking about, correct. But I can think of one that has a democratic secretary of state and a Republican governor, and I'm going to put two and two together and be an investigator, be a, 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 a detective right now for you. He attacked the other day in the same sentence, Brian mm -hmm. Kemp and Ducey, the governor of, uh, of uh, Arizona. The Republican right. governor, because apparently he wasn't doing enough. Well, we now know what he's done to try to get get Georgia to give him their electoral right. votes. Right. He can't call the Secretary of State in Arizona if a Democrat will give him the bird. Yeah. 
So I would be willing to bet you any amount of money there. And we may never get a tape right. of it. Anyway, a call somewhere yep. Where he yep. called Ducey and threatened him yep. and pressured him to try to, to try to threaten the secretary of state to do whatever was necessary to move those votes. Yep. Yep. Um, and, so, and, again, and again, and the reason to believe this is up until two days ago, a lot of us thought Trump was just screwing around. He was just trying to save face, get a couple votes to change, make him look better, maybe, or at least look like he was trying. And he other- down somewhat because he hates our system because he rejected well, actually, him. You know. That was the last point I was going to say, Cliff, because also, and I still think this is true, you build everybody up on your side so big. Oh, no, we're going to win this. And by January 20th, you're going to be so surprised because I'm going to win. And then Biden gets sworn in and people are so pissed off they get violent. Right. I mean, so there is there is an advantage there. But I never thought behind the scenes Trump was literally trying to win this as of 48 hours ago. That opens up all of the possibilities that Cliff just said about. Well, so the, about and we've covered three of them. Right. So yeah. we now have we now have. Um, We've got judges. We've got state officials. Yeah, I hadn't thought about the judges. That's a really good point. We've got members of Congress. Well, I mean, and again, yeah, you know, right. he, he spoke out and said he didn't think that a judge could be honest because he was Mexican. Remember, a judge yeah. was in Curiel, I believe, or something of that nature. Yeah. Um, and has done is, well, He attacked John Roberts and other members of the Supreme Court. Trump's hell, remember? He attacks people for things he knows he does. Well, he, he does. Assumed, also, assumes he's, he's, go on. Go on. You first. Also, it's part of his trying to threaten them. It's part of his trying to intimidate them to do what yes. he wants. But it's also let, let me find a point. It is also Trump's understanding. His underlying reason for doing it is because he knows judges are corrupt. He know this is Trump. He knows people weigh in all the time with judges to force them to do things and to pay them off and everything else. So that's why he's trying to do it. In other words, right. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a history of Trump doing this because oh, he, there's, he, there's no he, makes, he makes the accusations about Trump about judges being corrupt because he knows it is own heart he'd gladly corrupt judges let's go to pre-political trump do we think that some of these things that were so obvious in the court that he did in, in the corporate world just disappeared on their own there were numerous times he could have been prosecuted right. his sister was a judge for christ's sake yeah if anybody doesn't think that that there were payoffs and or other nice amenities where he could maybe do something but it wouldn't even quite break the law though i'm sure he broke the law numerous times Come over to my party. Come to this. Come to that. Come down to Mar-a-Lago. I'll pay. I mean, who the fuck knows? But the point is that this is the only way, way this man operates. This is why he always was so dangerous, because he lies and he commits crimes like the rest of us breathe. So to think at any moment that he wasn't trying to gain some sort of power, financial, or other benefit from doing this is just to be naive and to be yep. stupid. So my point is, is that I'm sure he's done it in the past with judges, but I, I promise you, if he didn't make the calls, members of his staff, somebody tried to pressure people that knew these judges, some of these judges themselves, I'm as sure of it as, as anything else. There are calls to other um, elected officials that we don't know about. Right. Uh, I'm sure Ducey is one of them. I'm trying to think of the other states um, where there were- be in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously the three key Midwestern states were all Democrats and all Democratic attorneys general and all Democratic um, secretaries of state. So it wouldn't have been any of those. So maybe in the end – and Nevada, I think, has all Democrats too. So maybe it was just Arizona and Georgia because those were the two that had – you know, that he lost that had Republican officials high enough up that he could threaten them. But who knows? Maybe there's others. Maybe, you know, you remember how crazy he was? Even when he won, he couldn't, he couldn't live with the fact that he lost the popular vote. So he yeah, made up yeah. all that stuff in New Hampshire. For all we know, he called Republican governors, well, in New Hampshire or, you know, places like that to try to pressure them, you know, Chris Sununu up there or in other states, Ohio or Iowa or places where he won to try to get him to win by more so he wouldn't lose by 7.2 or whatever it is, million votes he ended up losing by. Let's I wouldn't be surprised. This- if there's more calls, like I wouldn't be surprised if there's more calls like that. Yeah. Also, to the secretary, I believe the secretary. No, that, that judge thing still blows my mind because I really hadn't thought about the judges. You're right about that, but him weighing in with judges totally hadn't thought about that. And so now that we've so said all, it's really it. and now that we've set all of that up, now I feel like we can fully get because we've given all the context. Oh, the, just, the, all the defense to the fourth part, which is def- which is we've seen him and we knew it wasn't just for the hell of it, loading up the defense department with yeah. with. Just the the grossest of his cronies, unqualified losers, you know, just disgusting Q- QAnon type individuals. 
since he lost the election. And you know, back then people were like, "What's he planning on doing?" It's got to be well, one of. Sure, tell people exactly what exactly what he did was Trump took out the civilian leadership of the military, who are the uh, political appoint. Uh, they're appointed politically, civilians, right. so not the military, not the generals. Took them all out: Secretary of Defense, Deputy, Assistant right. Secretaries. Right. And replaced them all with his craziest crazy of crazies. And we all were going, why with, with a month to go to the, the, the inauguration, why does he care about putting his craziest loyal answers? Right? The, the two answers were he was he was going to start a foreign war, uh, or he was going he was to still worried about domestic trouble. And the truth is, is that there are signs that, of both. Yeah. I mean, he's been agitating to for, to go to war with Iran. And his lunatics he's put up at the top of, of uh, you know, for all we know right now, he's threatening Iran and he's extorting them and saying that they better pay the Trump organization X number of dollars or he's going to launch an attack by the United States against them. If anybody would put that beyond him. I, oh, I, and the, by the way, the thought actually and there's uh, you guys can Google the articles there. We have been making a lot of military moves. We've got the Nimitz, I believe, aircraft carrier there. We've been doing a lot of tests at the airspace. We've been doing a lot of things to try to provoke Iran in the last couple of weeks. People think that Trump is basically trying to get Iran to do something to retaliate where we bomb the fuck out of them and start a war that then gets handed to Biden and becomes a quagmire that he's trying to right. literally start. Some a of it, war. Just, I mean, you just know, like with everything. Biden. I would say there's usually multiple reasons for anything. It's you know, a quagmire and screws over Joe Biden. Uh, in, in some of his defense contractor friends, of course, would love it. And and of course, if he was going to do it, all the 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 uh, Kelly Lefflers and Purdue's would know which defense stocks to invest their money. Well, that, in. Yeah, yeah. that is true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, as, as always, there's always numerous reasons to do it. But I would think another one is is that you know remember we still haven't gotten to the bottom of and mo- and and I think we could say. Let's be honest here, right? We don't know until we have proof. But there, because of because he's as shitty an investor, real estate investor, as his father-in-law law is. Kushner owed a massive amount of money on that that Fifth Avenue property. Six, six, six. six, six, six I love that. Just yeah. Hilarious. To the by the way, if we, would, if we, if the son of the you know son-in-law of the president owned a property that was addressed with six, 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 what do you think the right wing would do with oh that? Oh my god! I know, right? Right. I mean, but they, we suck. Whatever. Yeah, I know. Um, and he and remember that they thought for there was there was alarm for a while among the at, at I think at the then Defense Department a couple of years ago. And, and what you know, when there still were at least some normal folks there that we were changing our foreign policy and taking a threatening posture towards Qatar just so they would cut him a deal. And they did eventually. And I think we use the threat of U.S. foreign policy. This will come out eventually. But all the pieces are there. We were moving, uh, we were moving away from a relationship with Qatar and more towards uh, embracing some of their, some of their, uh, uh, the UAE and some of the other folks that are competitors, competitors of theirs in the region. I have no doubt. I mean, again, I, I don't have proof. But when you see oh, enough, data, you have you seen enough data points? So, so he's already probably used the Defense Department in this way, and now yeah. he's got all of his the people there he needs. And yeah. let's all let's all know for a fact that the whole you can kill Khashoggi. You know, and all with 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 uh, Saudi Arabia, as long as you support me and you come and you, you rent out whole floors of the Trump Tower. I mean, the corruption is just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I would say some of it could be Iran with that, but some of it also quite clearly among people that know um, is a fear that he is trying to rally military generals um, to stand up and keep him in power. And I would guess that my guess would be the play would be. Um, uh, in in two days, when they count the electoral votes, or not count them, when right. they certify them, um, that he would have to try to get troops sent to D.C. in a in a maneuver to threaten people. Um, that's because well, at that point you, you look for viol- you look for any signs of violence at all, and then right. you send the troops in to calm things down, and then you Correct. say we can't we can't we can't hold the we can't finish the election count until we have the right. violence go away. Right. We have to yeah. keep President Trump in there. It's too dangerous right now to do anything else. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. You know, go, go watch the. We can have the inaugural in March. Yeah. Go see the prequels about how Palpatine became Palpatine. Pretty much that shit. So, you know, I, I, I basically, I mean, and, and clearly there is enough alarm that Dick Cheney, I am yeah. actually finding myself yeah. saying something remotely positive yes. about Dick Cheney. I never thought this would occur in my life. This is what yeah. Trump has done to me. Organized all ten living uh, former defense secretaries, and obviously in his case, you've got a former uh, vice president. But 
you know, Perry, who was under Clinton and, you know, and grabbed uh, his old pal Rumsfeld. And they all signed he's this. Got the Trump, he's got the Trump people too, Esper and uh, yeah, Esper. Yeah. So, <laughs> Esper, I'm sure, knows why he was fired. Um, and they all signed on to this letter, essentially stating quite clearly what we were supposed to already know, which is that it is illegal, and the, you know the military has no role to play in the in the, the peaceful transfer of power. That if the, that there's no circumstance under which they should get involved, which tells you what Dick Cheney was hearing from Republicans and others. It, it makes sense that it's Dick Cheney because he's got some of the same Republican sources, you know, that could leak him stuff from Trump yeah. as opposed to it's a wild Democrat. that it was Dick Cheney, though. It is wild, but it's also not surprising if you think about the positions of powers he's held in the Republican Party and, and right. where his connections right. are and all that. Well, um, and, well, actually, it's scary. it's scary that it's – I hadn't thought about it from the angle you're saying. It's scary that it's Dick Cheney because it means if anybody's going to be hearing from Republicans what's actually going on, it's Dick Cheney. That's scary. And, and, and it doesn't mean that, that that Trump's been successful. It means the same thing as what we heard in that phone things call. Things are being talked. Things are well, being discussed. Phone calls are being made, like the Raffensperger one, act, asking active you know, generals and admirals, whoever in the military, to commit outright treason against the United States of America. And my guess is, is that almost, you know, at this point, Trump has been so anti-military in so many ways, from the insult, insulting Gold Star families and John McCain, and you know, and and all the sort of negligent ways he's 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 smarter than the generals, and the generals fuck this up and that up, and he attacks them for Iraq all the time, which one of the few things he had probably has some standing in. Any of us would, but I don't think that was the generals as much as the leaders who chose to send them there, um, and um, and so. I, I think they felt that before any general gives any consideration to anything Donald Trump would say to him, that they, you know, or they need to come out, doesn't or maybe they've heard that some generals are. I don't know. But real quick, the Michael Flynn story. Remember, Flynn lately has been calling for martial yeah. law and he wanted Donald Trump to call martial law in the states where the elections contested, ha the swing states that Trump wants, and that Trump should send in the military to run new elections in those states. So there actually right. was a concrete proposal there that could be what the generals are free the generals, the Cheneys, et cetera, are freaking out about. Right. Um, well, another example of what they could be talking about. Right. No, what I think is is also, you know, you bring up a great point, is Flynn, who is a traitor, who a judge called a traitor in the court of law who looked at him and said, you were working against the interests of the United States for another country, Turkey, Russia, numerous countries. He sold out his country too. He was fired from being the DNI, the head of the intelligence by Obama, because there were a lot of personality defects that we've obviously seen come out later on. Um, you know, when he made that initial speech, I'll never forget for Donald Trump and was saying, and, and he chanted locker ups and people were saying that for a military member to do that, I think broke military law. And, and I forgot about that. Yeah. That, that we that never. Him. And, and again, when you don't enforce these things, this is where I will blame Democrats all day long. What wimps we are. What I mean, I get sometimes you have to let some things go. And when it's Trump and these guys, there's so many crimes that you can't possibly concentrate on all of them. But when they're crimes that are a danger to our democracy, if they're things that are not handled, that is how culture changes. People push the, the envelope a little further, a little further, and do things they shouldn't do. Uh, and then you get Mike Pompeo, who's out there campaigning because Secretary of State's weren't supposed to do that. In the past. I mean, just in any case, long story short, Flynn is, is cle clearly one of their key connections to the military world. And, and I would, right. wouldn't be shocked in the slightest that if part of the pardon of Flynn is so Flynn could get out and be personally lobbying these generals to join him as one of – so, I mean, clearly there's enough concern for them. So they have now tried – again, they've now tried the defense establishment in the military – They've tried Congress, where they got some support, more too much, but not enough to change it. They've tried, you know, the officials in different states who are, who are high Republican officials. Uh, and again, I, we can't prove that he's called any judges. But seriously, folks, ask yourself that question after that call with Raffensperger and after the Ukraine call and everything else you've seen and heard about him. Yeah. If you doubt for a second that he would do that or have one of his minions do it. So, I mean, that's wow. where we are. Yeah. They're, they're still. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. No, it's, I mean, God. And what really is depressing, I was talking to an old high school friend yesterday, and she was asking uh, Sue, who listens to the podcast, she and Hubby, Thank subscribe. Thank you for listening. Um, 
And she was asking me, you know, what do we do? We want to get involved. We want to, this is horrible. What's going on? What do we do? And I was like, Cliff, Sue, I have no idea. And then Cliff and I were chatting and got, I got even more depressed. I, you know, I don't want to be negative. I mean, I, of course, we're happy to be negative. I don't want to be despondent is what I should say with you guys. But I'm not feeling very hopeful for the future. I feel like even if we get through this right now, again, Trump has exposed so much of what's already there that is way worse. I'm sorry, this is way worse than any of us expected, I think. I mean, people keep, you know, if you're on Twitter, the fa- the classic Twitter response is, you're only realizing this now. It's kind of, it's a bit it's hilarious. Deep, it's You can't deep Twitter deep without people saying, yeah, it's oh, really it drives me crazy. Somebody with like four followers, you know, and, and I mean, and we like, expected the worst yeah. as, as their picture yeah. or whatever it is now mm-hmm. that, you know, like they're the ones who are telling you that. You yeah. didn't. But but we, this is yeah. I mean, yeah, go on, Cliff. What I don't I think there's some things that no matter what, unless you live through it, you can't fully expect and understand how bad it can get. I just don't. I think you and I. Uh, as you know, people that study international affairs, history, whatever, I think we were people that thought Trump could do a lot of damage. I even remember saying back when the argument was to vote for Trump and some people would just, you know, were for him or against him and, and people would just bring up a Supreme Court, which clearly obviously was very important. And good job, anybody who didn't vote for him and take a look at that Supreme Court now. But I kept saying, you know, and I fully didn't even understand it, but I did understand that the basic role of a president, I said, what if we get hit by a Katrina or another natural disaster? What if there is a war and nukes come to play? What if, and then the third thing I would always say as part of that list, what if there is a pandemic and we need somebody? These were these were you know, it was predictable that it could happen. It didn't mean I ever understood how bad this pandemic could really get. But on some level, and it's the same thing with, with everything with Trump. Like we knew he'd be, you know, we knew he was in with Putin before the election. We knew right. that he, he would be a traitor to a lot of America's interests. But the levels, the, the the calling and lobbying, you know, and threatening and all that. So I don't. I mean, again, on some level, I expected it, but you can't really understand it until you've seen it. You know. Yep. I had a grandfather who did very well in business, um, but was always eternally scared of the stock market because he lived through the, through the depression. Right. I didn't live through the depression. I didn't have that same fear. You know, like you can't, there just are things that until you're there, I wouldn't understand what it was like for my wife's grandfather to fight in the Battle of the Bulge. I can't possibly, you know, uh, there just are things you're never going to get. And, and like we've seen this. And then, yeah, I mean, what's bad about it is, as I said, we had a degrading democratic culture um, for a number of reasons. And, and they're, most of them are my, are my sort of uh, obsessions on this show that I talk about a lot. Fox News and right-wing media that essentially brainwashed a large part of the population that can't no longer can think for itself and and determine any things in any kind of a reasonable fashion, like the radicalization that we process that we've seen happen in so many other countries. Essentially, what mm-hmm. what they do with members of ISIS, I mean, it's really not far off. Um, and and I've gotten frustrated as many people have heard me on this podcast because we just get oh more free speech answers free speech whatever bullshit. Yeah, I respect people have said that, but no. That's not how it works because if that's how it worked, Rwanda wouldn't have happened and Bosnia wouldn't have happened Ugh. and these kinds of things. All right. So, you know, so there's, so there's that, that I'm sorry. Ger- there's a reason Germany outlaws Nazi symbols. Germany is a country with free speech. The United Kingdom is a country with free speech. Canada is. They've all found better ways of doing this, but it doesn't mean you have to allow everybody. Well, you know why, Cliff, by the way, too? They suffered something we never suffered. Yeah. Because of the dictators taking over and the world and the, I mean, the literal, not just world wars, but I mean, the wars on their borders, they had to face with crazy people. No, way. And I'm sorry, but there's a, there's a time where for us to say, yeah, you know, we understand bad, yelling but, crowded, in a fi- you know, yelling fire, yelling crowded, yelling fire in a crowded theater. We understand that why that can get people hurt. We understand that terroristic yeah. threats, <clears throat> we're not allowed to threaten the life of the president. We've got ways which we clearly understand this. And yet we won't extend this to a society yeah. whose health, democratic health, has been challenged the past 20 or 30 years by right-wing conspiracies emanating from every worse and worse media outlets. And Fox News' unique ability to get them to be covered by other mainstream media, because yep. Fox is concerned. There's that, which we've refused to, to, to do anything about. There's the mainstream media. I mean, I just saw another you know, New York Times article this weekend, Dean Baquet, Baquet, how do you pronounce his name, is the fucking yep. worst editor in the history. I mean, that he's been able to survive for four years during this time 
he has no clue what he's doing. He has no clue how to handle a situation like this. Another, I saw another article from their political desk that was sort of like, well, the polarization is really going to make it, you know, it's really going to raise the temperature on um, January. <laughs> I mean, the, the terms they used were like, yeah. are you talking about a game show? Or are you talking about our fucking democracy yeah. here? Um, so there's, there's the mainstream media's failure. And then there's just the, the conservatives' failure to, 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 you know, to regulate themselves. As they've seen, as I said earlier, with the Tea Party, and then the Tea Party's not conservative enough. So there's the Freedom Caucus, and then there's that's not conservative enough. So there's QAnon. We know where all this stuff ends up. It ends up in murder. It ends up with at some point you get to the point where the craziest people are in control, and whenever that is, and they're going to use weapons on people. It's inevitable. It's history. You know? I, I don't see how they don't. I mean, I, I, I just yeah, what. What has worried me from the beginning, and we talked about this the other day, but I'm going to bring it up again, is when you talk about elections being literally stolen and them seating the guy who didn't win, you are one step away from talking about violence. And the, my problem with this is, and it's a really hard issue to talk about, but I remember in the 80s and when people were having a discussion with people about terrorism, people would say, oh, terrorism, it's always wrong. And back then, mind you, this is the mid-1980s, right? 1985 yeah. or so. So think of the Reagan years, think of the Soviets. And the Soviets were a big threat. I'm sorry. I think they really were. Yeah, and I were. would tell people, and I told people, and it was the time of the cheesy TV show Red Dawn and all that stuff, right? The Soviets <laughs> take over America. Bad TV show, but interesting concept. Not a TV right? show, movie, man. You got to get it right. Awesome you know, movie. Was it a movie? Or TV, wasn't it a TV movie? Yeah. It was a movie movie. No, it was a movie movie. They made oh, because then the day after was the other one. Yeah. The oh, well, movie. that was yeah. about Luke Luke. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I didn't realize that was a movie movie. Oh my God. I saw that on TV and it's awful. But um, but in any case, and and I would tell people and I said, You're telling me that if the Soviets somehow managed to take over the US and we literally had a dictatorship, mind you, a dictatorship run by a foreign enemy, right? So we've literally it's like the Germans winning World War II. Even better. Take the Germans, because we Soviets people could disagree, and we all agree on the Germans. Okay, the Nazis win, like that wonderful TV show, Man in the High Castle. Amazing TV Although show. I'm gonna, I need to see that, but I'm going to say I'm going to slightly disagree with you. I'm sorry if anybody disagrees on the Soviet Union, then they don't know the Soviet. Union. No, but but I mean, let's just take the Nazis then. I'm saying, but so the Nazis take over America, like in the TV show. I would be first in line to join the terrorists to right. go after the Nazis, and no, nothing would be sacrosanct. There would be no pulling punches of who we'd go after if we were going after Nazis and their families. Well, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're basically talking about no. like French resistance and stuff yeah, like that. But I mean, right. you would especially go after soft targets, which are their families, which are grocery stores and everything else. And what scares me is the stuff Trump is talking about are the kind of things that that violence is normal to use right. if they're living and the if problem you get to the point where you believe that the people on the other side are molesting or eating babies or whatever it is that they're saying at QAnon. That was always the danger. And, you know, when you had mainstream, you know, it's right wing figures yeah. claiming they'd seen tapes of abortions committed after the babies were born. I mean, it got worse and worse. The yes. shit these guys are willing to say. And if you're if you if you're saying to people, I saw this, it happened. It's yeah. murder. What would the natural reaction yeah. be to prevent somebody from murdering a live baby? But here's the here's the real. I'm going to turn this on its head, Cliff. The other problem, though, is they're literally trying to do these things on their side. They are literally trying to steal an election. They're trying to illegally change votes to put someone in power who didn't win. They are trying to have a coup. Yeah. And the natural response to a coup is to have violence in response. And that's what really scares me is because our truth can lead to violence. Their lies can lead to violence. Sure. Like on both sides, You're it's right. really bad right now and it scares me. Well, so, and again, I, <laughs> I, having this I think I said that well. <laughs> but no, I think so. but, but it, it, there's also the short term versus the longer term, huh. you know, and you know, I've had this conversation too, or even the medium term, which is our democracy was being degraded by those various forces we're talking about. You know, by by right wing media, by the mainstream media's failure to do what they need to do, by Democrats not speaking up loudly enough, and by Republicans radicalizing constantly, and you know, there's other things there, and economic factors certainly, and whatever. But let's just sort of, for the sake of argument, now right. just stick to the, the main point, which is you had a group of people that were that were already becoming radicalized, and now you've super radicalized them to the point of where you've now made it a base position position of the Republican base that Democrats cannot win elections unless they cheat. Yeah. Yeah. What naturally yeah. comes from that is you don't have a democracy anymore. Yep. Because and this is what I'm talking about. Violence is bad enough. 
but I'm talking about the you know the overall health of our of, of the uh, the democracy we live in. I mean, you know, there have been a few bright sort of lights that have stepped forward, right? I mean, shockingly, Paul Ryan. I'm not, and I'm not going to get into all the other things some of these people yep. did that were terrible, right? We're just talking about this moment, Mitt Romney, some others. But the problem is, is that, you know, pick a state that's a that's a controlled completely by conservatives. Now, now they've made a base position that Democrats can't win. If Democrats win an election in Mississippi, do you think, and it's within two points, do you think they're going to allow us to win? Big no. twenty-five other states that no. are that are you know similar no. in orientation, more rural, more white, more, and they're I mean, closer. And it's it's five. It's like Florida, two thousand. It's five hundred votes different. Right. They're, I guess what I'm saying is, is like at some point, Democrats have now won the the popular vote seven of eight elections since our modern two-party system. No party has ever done that before. Um, all the Democrats are are have won, I think, 91 of the 100 biggest counties in the country this past election. So over 90 percent of the biggest right. counties and the counties Democrats won um, uh, accounted for 70 percent of the GDP. The ones Republicans would, won 30 yes. percent. The largest county in America is L.A. County, Los Angeles, that has 10 million people. Just to Correct. keep in mind how big the, and the smallest has. I looked it up. Nine, but close enough. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so and and my my point is is that um, is that at some point the people that are that are creating our economic progress, the people that are creating our arts and entertainment and all of that, because they believe in social so being so, social equality, which means they're actually willing to bring in the most brilliant minds, whether they're black, white, man, woman, gay, straight, the rest. The ones who are doing, who are heading towards a multicultural, you know, well-educated future and all that. At what point are you just going to say, "I don't want to be a part of this anymore"? If you're paying for their, you know, for their failures, you're paying for the fact that they won't educate their people and that their prisons are more full, and that they, you know, and that that uh, the fact that they keep electing complete morons who can't manage budgets and do anything right. and are corrupt and what I mean. There is a point where this country will break up if it continues this way. And my problem is that I don't know how you get back to, and you know, maybe there's things, you know, in history I need to look harder, but I don't know how you get back to even just a conservative Republican Party where maybe they say nasty things and stuff, but they say, okay, well, the election, you know, right. fine, the election's over, you won by eight votes, but you still win. Yeah. Like like Nancy Pelosi right now is is seating uh the Marjorie Meeks, I guess her name is, the one who won that seat in Iowa by six votes. The Democrat lost, the Republican won by six right. votes. Right. And of course, it's still being contested and whatever. There's still maybe what going on there. The Democrats contesting it, I think, with with the six-vote differential, that seems real, pretty fair unless every option is completely run out. But in the meantime, Pelosi's doing what you do in a democracy, right. and she's seeing the Republican. Does right. anybody think under reverse circumstances – that the Democrat would be seated by the Republicans. Yeah. No. And, and at some point, uh, because I'm going to be one of these people, I'll be frank, you know, like there is a point where I'm not going to live in a retrograde, you know, hateful, hate filled, you know, uh, um, country that is degrading a falling democracy. If, if we, if we're not a democracy anymore and we can't vote for the people who represent us, if they're going to so massively cheat, and my guess is a lot of people feel the way I do. So I don't I don't know the answer because they've they've opened that Pandora's box and so lied and corrupted their base. I don't know how they, they put it all back yep. in. And no, maybe there I, are ways that I'm not and, thinking. And as we've but, learned in politics, or one of the big lessons in politics is right that it's it's hard to sort of claw your way back from a negative. When when a candidate is perceived negatively, it's hard for them to get back into positives. And the problem is. I perceive that half of the country as fucked, as fucked up, not even fucked, and they perceive us the same way. And I don't well, know how we get right. back from that. And it's not, but it's it, you know, it's oh, that's part of it. I don't think you're both sidesing it. We both do look at each other, at each other as fucked. No. But the difference well, no, is, but but I legit, we have and, open minds. Just let me finish this one point because yeah, yeah, we have yeah. open minds. We have that include logic, reason, facts. And the, I mean, the, the best example I can give to you right now is there used to be a lot of the time 
where there were split tickets and Republicans would vote for Democrats and, you know, certain states, whatever. Now, there are exceptions. I mean, so you, you could tell me to shut up. Like, we do have a Democratic governor in in Kansas because the Republican was so terrible, Chris Kobach, that he lost. We did elect a Democratic senator in uh, Alabama, but it took the guy being a fucking molester for it to happen, for us to elect, elect a Democrat there. And even then, now, he didn't drop out. He didn't lose the Republican now, support. Now look on the other side. If you were going to list three of the five most, probably, or certainly ten most, but maybe five most Democratic states in this country, you would pick Maryland, Massachusetts, and Vermont, and they all just reelected Republican governors massively because these are moderate to liberal Republican governors yeah. who are not of that national party, willing to work with people. The point is, is that we're not drones. Like if we see somebody and we like them and we think they're good, even if they have an R next to their name, if we think they're going to do what we what needs to be done and is going to follow the kind of beliefs and policy that we believe in, we would support them. Whereas I don't know at this point how a Democrat even wins in some of these states because just having a D next to your name, they're so brainwashed that Democrats eat babies and blah, blah, blah. And I'm saying like I don't know how a, a democracy functions in the long term like this. And maybe there's people with money on the right. Who can set up competing networks with the crazy ones and try to push forward the more libertarian Republicans and 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 fight it out in primaries and try to defeat some of these crazy people and maybe take the party back? Maybe it'll burn itself out if Trump and a lot of them go to prison. I mean, there are positive signs, as I said to you earlier, a bunch can of I, crazy party yeah, types. Can, can I pose? I finish that thought because I want to pose you a question anyway on this. Did somebody raise? Just a bunch of the crazy Tea Party types. So it's a third faction. You got like. The Liz Cheney faction, again, I throw my hands up in the air. I'm on Liz Cheney's side. I, how we got to this place is a story in and of itself. Nixon goes the, to China. I'd rather have Liz than Bernie as far as who's making a point that the right would go, hmm, that's interesting. Right? Oh, of course. Well, or, yeah. or anybody on the left. We need somebody on the right yeah, to do somebody that. on the right making the point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's that faction, which is like, this is an election. It's decided. You're crazy. Then there's the faction of people that are trying to steal it. The biggest faction. And then there's a, a third faction of like very right wing and I would almost call them nutty libertarian ish types, McClintock from California and Tom Massey from Kentucky and others who I find reprehensible on most to every issue who are this, this third faction who are saying no, we, you know, we think there may have been fraud, blah, 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 but it's up to the states and, you know, to decide this. And if the states made this decision, uh, that's where it is. Well, maybe enough people can can promote, you know, in primaries or in places, either that faction that I loathe, but at least seems to believe that elections are elections, and the more sort of Romney, Liz Cheney one, so that and, and really target with tons of money because the Koch brothers don't like the nationalist part of the party, so maybe them and others can go after yeah. someone. Right. But I'm trying to think out loud about ways that we can get back to having a two-party. Okay, that's what I was. This is what I was going to ask you, and I don't. I don't want to make this just the Cliff Show, but but I do have a question that you're more expert at, which is the history. Somebody had said to me on uh, history PhD guy, doctor, <laughs> had said to me on Twitter, <laughs> doctor doctor guy, had said to me on Twitter. He was talking about uh, nationwide. Another, how do you? fix this? How do you bring people together? He was talking about nationwide infrastructure, especially highways that you you get massive highways going to all the state capitals, going to across rural areas. He felt like that, and I don't quite know how, because this was on Twitter, so we weren't talking enough this morning, but that somehow uh, this would bring a lot of economic development, that with economic development, people would start to feel better. And it does raise one question, which is, I still wonder if there isn't something going on in the culture in the last couple of decades that helped fuel Fox News's rise and 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 created the conditions that made uh, that made it ripe for Fox News and the and Gingrich and et cetera to sweep in. In other words, is it inherent in America? That that we have the, a little bit of a love of fascism in forty percent of the population, or in the last thirty to forty years, have the conditions changed in the country that made people more amenable to this fascist message? And thus, if we could change those conditions again, perhaps we could throw off that yoke. My answer to that would be yes. Give me more. <laughs> Give me more. I'm, I'm with you, and I'll get into more specifics. Yeah. One, I don't think forty percent, but every country has. A, a somewhere between 25 and 33 percent 
authoritarian, fascist, whatever you want to call it, contingent. France has grappled with it. The United Kingdom has grappled with it. You just are going to. Um, it, it's it's frightening, but it, it, that element is always going to be there. It raises and it rises up. It can fall lower during certain times. But, you know, I was never surprised that Trump was going to get at least 33, 35 percent of the vote no matter what he did. Um, but I, I, as I've said before, there have been studies done to show, you know, Fox News on average adding a couple points to Republicans you know, in elections, I still feel like the propaganda networks that are not allowed to exist in the way they do here in other democracies uh, have played a huge role in this and add Facebook to that now. Um, and that we need to, if we can get a hold of that while improving things economically, while also getting sort of support, hopefully on the right behind, you know, the Mitt Romneys and people that you and I may not love or even like, but at least you know believe in our, our country, then yeah, right? I mean, you're right. If, the, if big infrastructure projects go forward, because a lot of why Fox was able to appeal to, to this contingent, it's sort of like the way I mentioned ISIS before, or the way the radical um, you know groups in, in Islam were able to appeal. It was often the same groups. It was young men who were jobless, middle-aged men who were jobless, who felt disempowered and felt like there was an attack on their manhood. They couldn't provide for their families anymore. And it's the same thing here. I mean, there's no doubt. I'm hollowing out of, I live in the Midwest. In the Northeast too, Midwest, certain other places, if jobs leaving, going to China, going to Mexico, going to wherever, you don't have a job, you can't take care of your family, you feel like you're a failure, you feel like all these sorts of things. And then you've got Fox News on and they're telling you it's not your fault. It's that they've given black people equality and they've, you know, now gays are whatever gays are doing. And and it's the Jew who sold you out. And it's women who are allowing the workforce to compete with you and immigrants are taking it, you know, whatever. But they they say, you know, if that if that sort of anger and already feeling displaced and all that wasn't there, it'd be hard, a harder sell. So, yes, but I still feel like it has to be a combination of things to clean up. Yeah. And, and, and clean the propaganda out while providing opportunities for people, while also strengthening the parts of the Republican Party um, that are at least sane. Yeah. And that's a big haul, all of that. I'm not saying it can't happen, but we're, 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 we're in interesting times, man. Yeah. No, I, I don't uh... – I, I just I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not feeling very hopeful about any of this. I do think that the Fox News problem has got some yawning here. <laughs> the Fox News problem has got to be solved. I still am more and more convinced that, you know, we ought to create a cliff. Someone needs to create an organization that raises money to sue the fuck out of people. And that's its only job. And it, I, it, I is, it is somehow now, mind you, lawsuits tend to be lawsuits like that tend to be. Uh, you know, contingency fees, right? So it's the attorney gets a third. So it's not clear if the money helps in that regard. Although, although you could, you could have a contingency fee with uh, part part actual money too. So the lawyer is guaranteed fifty thousand for the suit with the contingency fee. And you know what? And our organization gets two percent of the of the proceeds, or ten percent, or five percent, whatever. So you could actually work out a deal like that. But but somebody needs to seed to seed a ced. Uh, an organization like this so that Fox news can just be destroyed. And I'm not talking frivolous lawsuits. I'm talking the legitimate lawsuits, but due to them, what Devin Nunes and those other idiots do to us, right. They right. sue everybody. Well, they, suing is part of it. I think one of that's, that's a, you're bringing up a good point that there's a couple of strategies. I saw Steve Schmidt announce. Uh, I love Steve Schmidt's um, his, his threads because man, is he pure, just, righteous anger and he's well-educated and very interesting in them. And he was saying that one of the big things the Lincoln project is going to take on, he mentioned a couple of the, the companies that supported Mitch, the Mitch McConnell's super PAC oh, or whatever. He did it he's this like, morning on Twitter. Yeah. He's like, we're good. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. He's like, we're yeah. going to expose them to the, that yeah. one of our big things yeah. is boards of directors. These, yeah. There are people who have reputations There are people who have companies that need to sell products to a younger, more diversified. That's one of the big leverage points we have is, you know, they need an 18 to 54 demographic that's multicultural and whatever to sell upper, you know, middle to upper income to sell their products. And if they're, if the suburbs are being repulsed and the rest of us, frankly, by what's going on, we can use that economic power. We can people on the boards of directors will leave, and, and these organizations because they won't want to be associated with them. I think it's it's a combination. It's 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 still there needs to be regulation of hate speech and things where it's where it's where we're able to do it. 
uh, and to punish these motherfuckers for inciting yeah. riot in the rest. Yeah. But there needs to also be lawsuits for, as you're saying, for yeah. libel and slander and the rest to go after them. And on top yeah. of that, we need to target the corporations that support them, the companies that advertise, the, the consulting firms that consult for them, the people who sit on their boards, the whole thing. I think yeah. all yeah. that maybe gets yeah. us to a place where if these guys can't raise the money and can't put, can put together the campaigns to win uh, these these fascists, then maybe they have yeah. to start changing some of their policies. Um, the corporate world could could be a big help either yeah. by agreeing yeah. to it or by us threatening them so they agree to it. Now, the companies are going to be freaking out because you know it is a slippery slope for them saying, well, don't support this member of Congress, but support our member of Congress. If they start taking money from some members versus others, it's going to get – because then, of course, everyone goes eh, – you supported Bernie, who's a socialist. I mean, I, I could yeah, see what it. What if they just pay the fuck out of it? Well, no, but that's okay. But that, that that's what they might do. I, I could see a company well, that's being. Fine. A it's a lot position. better because some of these companies you see giving you know. millions to Mitch McConnell's super PAC and nothing to Democrats. Well, that's true, too. The people we're going after probably are giving more money to, to Republicans, probably. So, I mean, I'm not saying you can, you're right. You're not saying you can, you, you're going to like yeah. extort them into you must give to Democrats, but you that, that, you know, I wouldn't even want to do that. To me, it's here's the punishment for giving to somebody who's a white nationalist. We're going to make sure you know you support Kelly Leffler, who's going around you know campaigning with Klan Klan's members. Fine, Klan members. So what's the story there? Because Ossoff kept talking about it. What did she do? She like in 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 a row went out a couple of different times and like was campaigning with people that were known former members of either one guy I think was a former Klan or current Klan. Now like others were white supremacists. I mean, she's going to the types of people that Republicans used to openly reject being seen with. Right. There is no bottom, and so if you, unless you can make them pay the price for that, yeah, I, can I say I'm laughing because People Magazine has an article up. Kelly Loeffler explains KKK leader photo. <laughs> I mean, it's such a, it's such a like, woo! It's such a People Magazine take. It's such a well, it, it is because it almost sounds reasonable. Except you know, she's hitting him back, but I'm trying to find what the actual, uh, yeah, Loeffler's trying to say she didn't know who the guy was. Um, I, she took a photo with a KKK with a former member, but Loeffler says they don't know who he was. Yeah, sure she didn't. Right. Yeah, kind of yeah, it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> photo showing Loeffler posing with Chester Doles, a former KKK leader and member of the neo-Nazi National Alliance, who was sentenced to prison in the 1990s for assaulting a black man in Maryland. Ooh, oh, Doles. The guy, the person who got the picture, uploaded the image on a Russian social media site. Of course he did. That's really Jesus Christ. What's that about? That's really messed up. Any case, Jesus. All right, whatever, whatever. Um, so let's get to. I'm already getting tired. We've been going an hour. Maybe right, we should get maybe, maybe we'll save the the thing about the crazy left for the next time. Let's do it know. for next time. Then. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's a good point. It's a good it's issue to get into. We're seeing some of the things that if you watch the kind of wars on the right that were taking place in the 90s before, you know, they started purging their party of anybody with any decency, right. um, you know, this this looks familiar. And it's what I've been predicting is going to happen for a while, because, again, this is how every revolution eventually goes. And it's why I've always been a big believer of you create structures and institutions and then you fight for reform within right. that system. It takes longer. It's less you know, less sexy. It, it, you know, it's not the same kind of thing. But, but, re, you know, on revolution. Once you you throw aside, you know, beliefs and principles and fact and you know peace and throw it all out there, then it's really just the guy who can come up with the best bullshit story is the next one who says you're not pure enough and you're under the guillotine. And I mean, that's where where this some of these leftist broadcasters are heading right now. So we'll talk about it next time. I think yep. we've. I know I'm tired after this. Jesus Christ. Um, Oh God. I just don't know. I I actually started thinking of my 401k this morning too, because that is my, that and social security is my retirement. (laughs) That's all I got. And I was thinking like, you know, the kind of turmoil they're going to cause in this country. I mean, that's the, which is also why, I mean, somebody on the right was tweeting about civil wars and saying like former, whether he was former CIA or whatever he was, but was saying, you really don't want a civil war. Like all the people on the right, they're like, you know, saying, yeah, civil war. He's like, really? You, you, because I've lived and worked in these countries. He goes, you just get back to me after it's been a month without electricity and running water. That's what I'm saying. Everything, and, every, and that's the problem. We're dealing with people that don't yeah. live in reality and yeah. can't get themselves to realize 
what it looks like in practice. No food either. I'm sorry. No food either. <laughs> After the no. grocery store is totally looted, and now you've got to get food and water and electricity every day for your family. Good luck. Lots of fun in a movie. It's really not so much fun if you have to live through it. So, yeah. Ah! Wait, hold on. There you go. <laughs> she had to do you know, look, I, I, I'll just try to finish by saying, yeah, after we're and my Greek know. goat is not a goat of color, but we'll talk about that another day. God, you know, we're, we've got a lot of challenges right now. The nineties was not indeed the end of history as many thought. And, uh, and, you know, the damage done by those that enabled Trump to even be elected for which I will never forgive the New York times and certain other entities, you know, I mean, we're in serious trouble right now. But, you know, look, I, it's not to say I think you brought it up. Like, there are ways to improve things. There are ways to fight back. There are ways, you know, I'm heartened by a lot of people that used to consider themselves Republicans or even non-political, frankly, that are getting into the fight. And, um, you know, I, I want uh, – I'm not giving up on our democracy right. at all. Right. So we'll do Don't what we can. Give up. Da, 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 da. See? If you could just have John sing at the end of every show, exactly. that would be perfect. Although that Guys, sounds you're awesome. Um, yep. Hopefully we'll have better news next time. Uh-huh. And, uh, and uh, between then, you know, yeah. <laughs> maybe don't, don't go outside near the Capitol in D.C. Uh-huh. in the next few oh, days. Oh, God, that's right. The next couple of days, we've got the George election tomorrow, and then the crazy-ass lunatics are coming Wednesday to protest to stop the steal of the election. Right, exactly. And we didn't even talk about the Georgia elections. I don't know what else to say except for, <laughs> we didn't, did like, we? <laughs> well, I mean, who the hell? Like uh, at this point, you know, whatever polling means, there are two yeah. polls that showed each of the Democrats up, like surging. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Is it believable with what's been going on with what Trump is doing? Yeah, we'll is it the party and them? Sure, it is believable. Yeah. And apparently, the number of early people that have turned out has even dwarfed the election. Um, yeah, Here's a question, possible, Cliff. But I don't know. And so let's question. hope for the best because we need these two seats. If Warnock or Ossoff win, or both, will it just be Trump or will other serious Republicans weigh in and say the election was stolen? Because Trump will. You mean in Georgia? The Georgia election, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. If, if Ossoff or Warnock win, yeah, Trump so. will claim the election was stolen. I think it'll anybody, go the same way. It'll, it'll go the same way the, the other election went, which is if it wasn't it, close. They won't lead off. Doesn't matter whether it's close or not. His wasn't close. Um, they won't lead off. It'll come from Trump first, and then it'll come from his sycophants like Meadows and Kaylee McEnany and all of them. And then the most corrupt, soulless members of the Senate who care nothing except for power and being president, Hawley, Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, will, will fall in behind them. Right, right. I'm sure of it. They've proven it already that they have, they, right. there's nothing they won't do. So. All right. Um, okay, guys, this was lovely. We will talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, guys. Keep fighting the good fight. All right, goodbye.